You are listening to Weekend Perspective, and thank you for joining us this morning. I'm Terry Barr, and in studio today, I am so pleased to welcome in Jackie Bradley. Now, Jackie has written a first-time musical called Comet Boy, and uh, it really comes out of some uh, personal experiences. So, Jackie, thank you for being here and being willing to um, share this story. Thank you for having me here. It uh, is based on an area musician and artist, and his name is Jay Leckler. And, Jackie, what can you tell us about Jay? Well, I guess... It would take a long time to tell you about Jay. <laughs> that would be a whole book. Um, but Jay was my sound engineer um, when I was working on a very amateur CD back in 2006, I believe we met. Wow. And um, we got to be very good friends. He could have been my grandson, but somehow he didn't look at me as an old person, <laughs> and I didn't look at him as my grandchild. And so we just had this very unusual, uncommon relationship. And um, he was a teacher at uh, Stoughton Performing Arts Center where he taught guitar and piano. And uh, he was a sound engineer at Paradigm Productions. Hmm. And he just was so full of musical talent, but he suffered from depression. And, you know, everybody these days, everybody is talking about mental health. We need to talk about it. And Um, You know, just being aware and educating and being open to somebody that might need help. Um, Was that kind of the case then when when you knew he was going through a lot of struggles? Um, I was not that aware of it, to be honest. And Mm -hmm. I really never had an up-close experience with suicide. And I think for a long time, I either didn't recognize his thing, um, I thought he was just kind of a crazy character, and I knew that he could get down very quickly, but he could pop back up again and be funny, and it really was very, it was several years later that I realized that he really, really had this inner struggle because he hit it so well. He hit it. Wow. Did you ever think he would take his own life? No, I really didn't. Yeah. Until... Probably the last two or three months before he died, Mm -hmm. I was becoming concerned, and it was difficult to communicate with him, but I still really never thought it was an imminent thing. And what, you know, this is probably the the hardest question, what did you feel when you heard what happened? I, well, the setting was I was having lunch at Biagi's, if I can say that name. Sure. (laughs) With a friend. And I received a call from my daughter-in-law who knew his cousin. And she was sobbing and said that he was dead. And I thought she was talking about my son. So my heart stopped. But then she repeated it. And I just sort of went into a stupor. And I stared at my friend. It was surreal. I said to my friend, Jay died. And she said, that's too bad, and kept eating her bread. So I just got up and left. It was it was really out of body. I walked to my car, and it was it reminded me of the kind of shock you hear about when a person has their arm hanging out their w- car window, and they oh. lose it, and they drive and don't even know it hit them. And I just, I don't even remember getting from there to my home. But that's how I was just stunned. Yeah. 
did people talk about what happened after this? And again, you know, that whole idea of already in your head, you wanted to create more awareness and education about suicide. But did you find anybody after that talking about what do we do? How do we talk about this? Not really. I I think I gravitated to some people that I knew were in tune, but as far as the population or most of my friends, it was just it was just something that we didn't think about. It wasn't our conversation. Yeah. You, lucky for us though, kept making music and kept pushing forward. And in the end you've you've come to find a way to Use your talent for music um, and honor Jay. And finally, we're all going to get that education and awareness through a, a beautiful musical. Tell, tell us about the idea with that and how you think this could work when you started working on it. Okay. Well, I always wanted to do something with the first CD that was my original music, which is Comet Boy. Uh, I worked on that with Billy Maynard and Beth Kelly, and I really thought the songs were powerful, but probably powerful only to me. (laughs) And I felt that they should be shared with the world, but it's not the kind of thing that you sell. In fact, I never did sell those. I just gave them away because there was some kind of an ethical feeling that I didn't want to profit from them. And um, as time went on and I kept trying to promote awareness, I decided last year... I'm getting tired of banging my head against the wall, and I think there is awareness. People know. They just don't want to talk about it, and mm-hmm. they don't want to address it. So that is my opinion. And I really feel that on um, from the ground level up, it will work better if we try to find ways to prevent it and on a, just each person doing what they can, noticing what's going on with their friends or even strangers, Realizing the impact that um, a nasty glance at somebody in a mall can do to them. I mean, they might go home, and that's the end. Jay felt that way. Um, If somebody would call him some sort of a name that hurt his feelings, he would just go into depression for days. So I think that we need to be way more sensitive, and I think that's getting to be a hard commodity to find in this climate that we have developing around us. Mm What do you hope, um, Comet Boy, uh, obviously is the name of the musical, and it's based on, uh, I think I'm going to say loosely, on, on your relationship, you Correct. and Jay. Um, what, what will people see in this? Um, I hope that they will see how, how a person can go through life looking like things are fine, only to find out that they really weren't. Um, they didn't look behind his smile. I hope that they can see the struggle that it gives the people who survive and how they end up reconciling it if they ever do. Um, there, There is some humor in it, but there's really nothing funny about suicide. Um, some of the situations that were kind of crazy can make you laugh, but um, I just hope that it shines a light on the necessity for prevention. And looking back, I'm not sure I could have or any one of us could have prevented this, at least not at the point that it happened. Yeah. Do you hope after people see the musical, um, do you hope there's discussion even that night? 
Yes, I'm hoping mm-hmm. for those who want to leave the room where the production is given and go out in some of the comfortable furniture at the brink and have a talk back. Um, I, I know the actors are willing to do that, and I'm willing to do that. So that would be great. Where do you go from here? How do you keep this awareness out there? And, and as you said, prevention. That is a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a great job with this. Yes, I mean, I, people are talking right now. Well, good. Yeah. And, um, well, first I want to mention this is also a fundraiser for an organization that um, promotes suicide prevention, and that is the Bandana Project, which is a UW organization that focuses on prevention. And the kids wear a green bandana tied onto their backpack on campus, and this signals to anybody who's got a problem or uh, is contemplating that this is a safe person, and they can go up to that person who has cards that have all sorts of resources And I feel that they're doing a wonderful thing, and it's actually um, expanded into some of the Madison public schools. So um, I feel like looking for groups like this that that are shining a light too is it's all small stuff. It's not anything big and explosive. And now we've got the answer. I think it's just tiny little steps that everybody everybody can make. It is also. National Suicide Prevention Week, and um, your play kind of comes at the at the end of that. Um, are you going to say anything yourself at the play before or after, or on Facebook? I know that you're you're very busy on Facebook, and I love that because sometimes that's a great way to get some insight without having to actually talk to somebody about it. Um. I'm sure I'll be, I'm sure I will be bombarding Facebook. (laughs) I probably will stay out of it at the show because I want people just to be left with the feeling of what they've just seen. Yeah. They don't need to see me. (laughs) Oh. Are you, uh, this is such a great thing that you're doing and such a different way for people to be able to um, reach out and, and talk to each other about this. You must be proud of what you're doing? I think I'm more in awe, actually, um, because it started out to be such a small little thing. And step by step, everybody I approached was so on board and so helpful. And I had no idea that I, it would be a sellout thing. I was thinking it would be more like my little CD release parties. And um, the musicians, the actors, the Brink Lounge, every single person I've approached, you have just been just spectacular with taking on interest and supporting it. Mm-hmm. I think we all agree um, in what you're trying to, you know, get out there is the awareness and the education and prevention. Um, someone listening to this and maybe feeling depressed, um, what would you say to them after all you've learned and and know with this? Is there something that they can think about? Well, I think it's first and foremost important that they know they really are not alone. They do feel alone, but they aren't. And there are numbers you can call for help, and I would really recommend that you do those. They're on Facebook, or I'm sure you can Google them, National Suicide Prevention Numbers, um, or reach out to a friend. Uh, I recently got a call from my brother, of all people, 
who lives in Michigan, and he said he was on his way to the emergency room, that he had tried to end it all, and I was shocked because my own brother, I had no clue about that. And at first I was a little angry with him because this is my mission, and I'm thinking, how can you do this to me, which is a strange flip. But I told him to call the numbers, and he did call the numbers, and he's had help and therapy, and he's doing very well now. But he was my baby brother that I babysat with. So you just never know when these things are going to come at you. And if you are contemplating such a thing, I would just say, please, just wait. Wait 24 hours. Call somebody. There are people there who love you and want to help you. Yeah. We're talking with Jackie Bradley, and Jackie wrote a musical, Comet Boy. I really have um, a last question for you, and I think this comes off of what you just talked about with your brother. Oftentimes we don't see it, we don't know it, we don't get it. And I know for your awareness, you've done a lot of research. And Jay was a musician and artist, um, but that doesn't mean anything. It's, It's impacting people of all kinds. And you said you found that in your research. And I find that really interesting. Yes, it is. It's for every suicide. There are statistics, and I can't remember them right now. Yeah. But there is an incredible amount, an incredible number of people who are affected, the survivors Mm -hmm. of that. And um, their lives are changed forever. And I really don't think anybody who takes this route wants that, although I understand that at the time it's the best they can do and the pain is worse than considering consequences, which is why you should really just reach out to somebody. Grab grab a life jacket. Mm. Do something. Just don't do it. Yeah. Jackie, thank you so much. I want to read this um, quote from Henry Ward Beecher, Mm -hmm. and this is something I saw when I watched Uh, the memorial video for Jay Leckler that, of course, we have been talking about and is the focus of Jackie's musical, Comet Boy. But this really, this hit me hard, I think, and maybe when everyone hears it, they'll understand. um, What the heart has once owned and had, it shall never lose. This is Weekend Perspective.